1: Welcome back to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Engaging topics to help restaurants rock their profits, build their brands, and that's going to be really important today, and deliver amazing guest service experiences. I'm back again with my lovely wife, Thea, who always has a great opinion on whatever I'm podcasting about. (laughs) So I'm going to include her once again in today's uh, episode all about the power of your brand. So I'm a huge believer of Ambiance. Now, that is one of the three critical elements in a successful restaurant, the other two being food and service. But let's talk ambiance for a minute, because ambiance has a lot to do with whether you get your customers back again and they develop this feeling of affinity for your restaurant, meaning they feel like it's their place, they belong there, they relate to your concept, and it's a really cool sort of an escape for them. And uh, hopefully they frequent you very much based on the ambiance and the food and the service. So welcome, Thea. Hi. So, you know... Brands, let's let's talk about a national brand right now that just resonates with me because we really like this chain. It's called the Cheesecake Factory, and they're nationwide. And obviously, they, their biggest hook is the cheesecakes. And you walk in the front door, and they have these huge glass cases that probably have 75 or 80 different varieties of cheesecake. And you name it, there's probably a cheesecake that you can order. So that just sort of resonates with me because it's a fun place. It's a lively atmosphere. It's always usually crowded. But the service is really great and the food is really great also. So they hit it just right off the head. Don't we enjoy going there?
0: Yeah, the kids love it.
1: The kids do love it. I mean, the the servers treat... Our kids is, as well as they treat us, which is another important thing.
0: Well, speaking of that, I remember asking a server once because their menu is enormous. It really right? like is. I don't even yes. know. Yes. I can't wrap my head around the number of items on the menu right. and then how how much what the uh, kitchen must deal with in their inventory to support yes. that sort of thing.
1: Right. And but the prep I, needs and it and just goes on and on. And the
0: fact that the servers know that menu inside and out. When you go to a standard restaurant and the servers don't know, you know the menu it's shocking to me when you at the Cheesecake Factory they do and it's so extensive so I remember asking a server once, how is it that you know the menu so well when it's so expansive? And she said, it was a month. We have to literally study for a month before we're allowed to hit the floor. And then they hit the floor with a mentor. So much like you talk about in the sales Star server training, but this brand actually, you know, holds their thumb over it. They are not, they come in full time for a month just to learn the menu. That's- well,
1: that's serious training and yeah. that's a serious commitment to training. And we're big believers in that as well. So there's zillions of restaurants out there and different kinds of restaurants. There's mom and pops and there's diners and there's sports bars and there's fast casual and there's food trucks. And, you know, there's full serve sit down dining and then there's five star white linen tablecloths and napkins and maitre d' type service and everything in between. But, you know, it really does come down to. Are you just another restaurant or are you really setting yourselves apart from the competition and what are your hooks and what what kinds of things do you do to build your brand? And that takes us back to our old restaurant in Maine, uh, the Matterhorn Ski Bar. And it was specifically branded to appeal to the customers that really sort of frequented the area. We were at a ski resort, so of course we had a ski resort theme. Everything was about, you know, it was the history of the sport of skiing, it was a tribute to skiing, there was equipment, you know, there were old skis from every decade, and boots and bindings. There were 847 pairs of skis hanging throughout this restaurant. And you'd go into the bathrooms and there'd be skis and they'd be underneath the bar top. And, and you that name was it. a
0: contest, a kids contest, right? And that this was is a great, yes, this is a great really idea. fun kids contest that kept the kids occupied. You know, kids often get bored waiting for yes, their meal. Yes, yes, it was um, awesome. And so there was one, I don't know if it was more than one year, you ran the contest. It took ha- two years
1: before yeah, someone hit before the exact number. How
0: many on the menu, it was yes. how many... Skis or pairs of skis? I think how many skis. Individual skis. How many skis are there in this restaurant? And the kids would walk around like for hours trying to count and catch every single one. And what two years later, someone actually hit it.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting because this particular promotion not only created excitement for the customers, but it brought them back again and again because their kids wanted to keep counting those skis. We had a fantastic prize. I forget what it was, but it's always about the hooks. And that was certainly one of our hooks. But it all goes back to the theme of the restaurant. And how many marketing promotions can you do around your theme to create excitement for the customer and to bring them back?
0: Right. And you did Opry.
1: Right. Opry ski is, is as important as the skiing itself. When people come off the hill at the end of the day, they want to come in, have a beer, have some food and just share the stories of the day and what happened. And it's all part of the lifestyle and all part of the experience. And, you know, that is a hook in our restaurant. And that brings to mind a local place now, which I'm really sort of fond of that we've been through numerous times and it has a theme this is an outdoor active um, community where we live now in sun valley idaho and biking mountain biking and road biking and all that sort of thing is a huge part of the culture and lifestyle here in sun valley so there is a restaurant called the powerhouse and it is a total bike nerd geek um, heaven it's nirvana for anyone who likes bikes or rides bikes and you walk in the door and there are old vintage bikes hanging from the ceiling right up to present day. And the owner has this ex- really amazing bicycle collection, half of which are displayed half the time. And, there, and they have tables. And underneath the tables, there's memorabilia from the Tour de France in the glass of the table itself. And here's the biggest hook, Thea. And I know you. I just told you about this because you probably wouldn't have recognized it had I, I not know. told you. But the bar itself is in the shape of a bicycle derailleur. If you know what that is, the derailleur on a bike is what changes the gears on a bicycle. And so it's this whole long bar. And then there's actually this big cog of gears at the end of the bar. And people, customers, sit around the actual gear itself. And the bartender the other day actually showed me that it spins. So while you're sitting there drinking your drink, he can actually spin the rear gears on this derailleur. So that is way cool. And the
0: napkins.
1: Right? Um, Shop towels.
0: Yeah, our shop towels right at the table.
1: So everything about it is just so on brand and and so consistent with the theme. And here's the kicker. I went into the men's room the other day and I just noticed this for the first time. But in the stall, there is a toilet paper holder that is actually the stem or the headset of a bike. It's the part of a bicycle that holds the front forks and holds the front wheel on. And this actually holds the toilet paper roll. Instead of the wheel, it's a toilet paper roll. (laughs) So I'm like, whoa, you know, how, how totally right down to the toilet paper. Are they on brand and theme? And it's just, just and a way cool place. It's actually a working bike
0: shop too. They it have is, a restaurant, yes. And he, he has that shop connected where they actually yes. work on bikes, which is yeah. Right in the again, middle of the awesome. restaurant,
1: which is a hook.
0: And for a while at the Matterhorn, you had uh, ski tuning. I'm glad right? you
1: brought that up because if you didn't, I was certainly going to. So here's a hook. While people were having their Opry ski experiences at our old restaurant, we actually had a, a person tuning skis, waxing skis while you wait right in the middle the bar and that was a huge hook so all of this just sort of comes down to the power of a brand and all these things that you can do just to you know capture the public's imagination but more than that it's also to make sure that you're on target with what their expectations are what their likes are and if you can do that well no matter where you are then you've got a winning formula for success I believe
0: I think so too. It's about speaking to your customer. Both of, you know, obviously both of those places spoke to Mm -hmm. their customer. I think, you know, we started with the Cheesecake Factory. That that speaks to so many people. Their menu is so broad. Right. Something for everyone. something for everybody. And they have the amazing cheesecakes and they have all the specialty drinks. I mean, it just feels festive. And then the servers, And the wait staff and the host, like, it's just so dialed that it always makes for a family favorite. But even though I'm not quite a gearhead and into biking as you, I still love Powerhouse. I like the vibe of it, the feel of it. The food is really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I like their outdoor deck. So, I mean, it takes all of that.
1: Extensive beer collection, craft beers, you name it. Whatever beer that you want to drink, you're probably going to find it there. Because, you know, this place is also really dedicated to the food and the spirits. In addition, I mean, the, the... beers, the spirits, and the wines in addition to the food. They do a great job all the way around. And service there is just, you know, it's really personal. You come in and you can just tell that the people really care. They're not only attentive and personable, but they really want you to know what, you know, what the place is all about. They make lots of recommendations on what you're going to enjoy. And I always appreciate that. And obviously there's training going on at the powerhouse every day also, because this doesn't happen by accident.
0: And much like you had ski movies playing, they often have bike movies playing or... Um, not really movies but
1: uh, actually biking events, biking events and cycling events from around the world and mostly the in Europe they recently had all the Olympic events going on so it's just a gathering place that, that brings the community together and people just like our place people would come in in their ski gear and now people come in and there's bikes on the racks of their cars and they come in in their bike shoes and their shorts and you know it's just, it's just a vibe and that's really the word vibe and vibe is a combination of your food your service and your ambiance, all three are really really important and it's what you know it's what separates a restaurant from a brand in my book
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so you don't want to be a restaurant you want to be a brand and And a business and yeah you don't want to be a, a restaurant or a business owner you want to be an entrepreneur and that takes vision and innovation and staying ahead of the competition and that's the difference I mean, there's restaurants out there on every street corner. What can you do today to take a fresh look? Take a step back. Thea's big on Fresh Perspectives. But if you were to walk outside your front door and judge your place from the curb appeal through the front door and go through the entire restaurant with a fresh set of eyes as if you're just walking in for the very first time or you're a customer and you've never been in the place before, what do you see? What can you do to increase your visibility, increase your appeal, increase your, you know, just your wow factor? I'm often using that term, wow factor.
0: Right. And it... I also think it goes back to the food because I think sometimes they do all well factor for the ambiance and then they forget the food really does matter. Yes. And we saw that this last weekend when we were out and trying to go to a couple of breweries and we saw one that was great, the menu was fantastic, and they had to wait and we've been there before. And then we went to buy another brewery that had like a couple of cars in the parking lot and then other restaurants that had no cars in the parking lot. So you know like people like that brewery for the ambiance, it's warm, it has some exposed brick. It was just a really cool vibe. There we are with vibe again. And the food was fantastic. And we heard about it on the chairlift. So we know that there's loyal customers that are talking about it all the time. So I think it takes all of those factors. It
1: does. So to close out the episode, You just hit the magic word um, or the magic, you know, phrase. It's word of mouth marketing. And I've proven over 20 years in the business that word of mouth marketing will always be your most effective, most cost effective and powerful form of marketing. And word of mouth will build your brand. So know that people are talking about your food, your service and your ambiance. You got to hit all three. And that's today's episode.